Oh, hey, you found us. You found Dental Elements Podcast. We've been waiting here for you. And we are ready for you to join in and listen to our guest speakers as they share innovation, collaboration, and inspiration with you, people in the dental profession. There's also a little instigation from your hosts, Cindy Rogers and April Sluter. And after listening to each episode, all you have to do is head on over to rootyuan.com. There you can gather all of the resources mentioned in each episode and connect with our guests. So listen closely to each episode for a password that will get you into the after party. And there will be presents there waiting for you to unwrap. Cheers to that. Well, hello, hello. It's been a long time, but welcome to podcast land. This is Dental Ailments Podcast. I am April and I have a special guest, Anjali Figueroa. I, I can't roll my tongue. Sorry. If I last <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. No one needs to do that. I just do it. All right. All right. So gosh, it's been a long time since we caught up because just to give uh, the audience an um, idea of how we met. So we met in Miami in October. Last year, October. Yeah. Right. In the yeah, pool. we really hit it off talking in the pool about podcasting and, of course, dentistry. And you had this awesome energy. And it's like, I have to have this girl on, on the podcast. So. Yeah. And my first podcast. Woo! Yeah. Woo! And I'm sure you're going to many more with, the, with the, how you're setting the dental world on fire. So, uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm ablaze. Yes. <laughs> and so let's talk about that. So you work for, let's tell the audience who you work for. Yes, I work for Elite Dental Partners, and also I am also the coaching trainer and keynote speaker for Be Fierce Coaching, and what that looks like is basically going into dental offices and practices, establishing new ways and new different ideas of being able to implement the leadership role and creating that wow factor for their patients. Now, let's let's expand on that. So let's talk about leadership, which... I think you and I talked earlier that I'm with a company yeah. now that that's their focus. They are shaking up the industry by taking away the word management and they were focused on leadership. So just to mm-hmm. give you an example, we don't have a front office in the clinics. There's six clinics now and it's all pedo um, and there's no manager in the back. So what it is, is a clinic coach and they are the liaison between the clinic and the front. So it's working out well as far as, you know, we're not, they're not telling everybody what to do. They're guiding people. Yes. Just to give you an example. So That's awesome. I love it. So tell me more about your role as a leader. So my role, my recent role, I have been promoted. (laughs) Um, My recent role actually just expands beyond like the Chicago area into the Wisconsin area. And initially at actually with Michigan too, I gave up that region, but um, it is to honestly just create and cultivate relationships with team members and helping them take the negative mindset out of the DSO realm and the traditional way of doing things and just doing something different. How are we setting ourselves aside from the next person down the street? What are we doing differently to create and cultivate that patient practitioner relationship? Mm-hmm. Are we creating a wow experience when they walk through the door and then when they leave? So that's what I basically have brought to the table of creating a whole new realm of having a conversation with people and saying, hey, just tweak this just a little bit. What you're saying is phenomenal. 
but say this instead and see if you'll get some results with that. Try it for two weeks and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it and see how that has worked out for you. So those are just the little tidbits of what I've been doing. It's phenomenal to see these hygienists that come in and they're super timid and they don't want to talk to their patients. And they're like, I don't want to tell my patients that they need fluoride. And like, you're not, you're not selling anything to anyone. It sells itself. So kind of taking them out of that mindset of thinking that it's sell, sell, sell. And it's more tell, tell, tell. Nice. Yeah. It sounds some similar ethos to the company I work for. We talk about mindset so much and um, sounds like your company is disrupting the industry as well. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Seriously. I love that my business and then my alignment with the company is exactly the vision that I have had. And it's allowing me to be able to step outside the box of hygiene. I love hygiene. Like I love being in the clinical realm. I love working with my patients, but it's like, man, if I can get practitioners to do what I do and replicate that time 10, like my doctor that I work for, he's phenomenal. He's like, if I can clone you, Anjali, and then my office manager used to say the same thing. I'm like, man, if you could clone me, how much money would I be making? Like, how can I do this? Like, how can I really expand on it? And that was the biggest aha for me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Well, how do you see the, um, the team respond? How are they receptive to this type of mindset and leadership? So change is not for everybody. Right. And change is not a very welcomed word per se, nor it is a feeling, but it is a necessity. Change is inevitable. So whenever we have hygienists or doctors that are kind of like, no, 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 no. This is how we did it. This is what we do. That's probably the worst phrase in the human language, in English, in Spanish, whatever other language there could be. If we're not evolving, then we're staying the same, which we're not because the way that you purchase is not the same. The way that you go to the store is not the same. The way that you do things in general is not the same. The way you parent your children are not the same. So it it equates to the same thing that how we do with our patient care, how we learn more, our CEs that we get that we need to make sure that we're evolving along with technology. So the same thing like that. So people don't welcome it, but I make that analogy associated with it. And they're like, and if they sit back just a little bit, I got them hooked, right? right. And now I got to reel them in. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me an example where you're like, wow, this really worked. And then like, you saw like the light bulb go on with oh. someone on the team. Yes, I got you. So uh, a doctor, actually, he was, man, he was going at it. He was giving me, he was throwing me all these curveballs, and I was just like catching them and hitting them and oh. knocking them off the park, right? And he was really apprehensive. And I said, doctor, I'm okay. I heard all your, your barriers. You told me everything that you're feeling. You're telling me how well this is going for you. But you ever think about how, if you walk down the street or if your patient walks down the street to another office, because they don't believe in what you're saying and they get told something completely different because you're withholding information, you're not telling them the treatment that they need or you're not giving them the information that they deserve to hear about their therapies or the treatment, then they're going to be upset with you. Then they're going to trust you. Then they're going to go on Google because we're Google friendly, right? And we review, and then you're going to have a bad review. Would you want to be that doctor down the street that's telling him exactly what needs to be done for his treatment? Or do you want to be that doctor that's going to be like, I'm withholding information because I'm scared. The patient's not going to come back. Well, the patient's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. if you didn't give them that information. So now you're you're at a loss on both ends. Mm-hmm. So would you rather be that doctor that's going to say, hey, 
Mr. Jones, you need XYZ treatment and this is how much it's going to cost. And I would love to take care of this for you today. Or are you going to be, you kind of need it and it's somewhat of a little treatment or you kind of have it. And then they go across the street and they know exactly what, and they're telling them the exact thing. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So that's when I've seen the light bulb go off with some of my doctors is kind of putting it in that perspective of, oh man, if they go down the street, that's messed up. That means I lost my patient and then mm-hmm. I lost my trust in my patient. And I've been treating this patient for 20 years. And how, how was the follow-up on that? So two weeks is all I give my doctors, right? I give them okay. two weeks follow-up and I say, hey doctor, try this for two weeks. See if it works out. If, it's, if it doesn't work out, I, it's lunch on me, right? Nine times out of 10, they just want lunch and they'll just say that. Like, you know what, honestly, it actually worked. <laughs> even the hygienists, even hygienists too, like they get, they get so trapped in their mind about what's not going to work, what's not, what if it, what if they don't want to do it? Or what if they don't want to, what if they want to take it back? What if they don't come back? What if they do? What if they do? That's mm-hmm. an awesome probability of them being able to come back and saying, um, wow, you really changed your way of being able to treat patients you really stepped outside the box and I've never heard about this information before. Is this new? No, it's not new. It's something that we've been knowing forever. It's just that that person has been withholding that information because they were timid, they were scared, they weren't confident. And I build on that. And I recognize and I ask them right away, is that something that you're just not comfortable with? Are you not confident in communicating that to your patients? And they'll be like, yeah. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that vulnerability with me. Mm -hmm. I will be more than willing to help you work on that. Can I give you just just one tidbit and then use it for two weeks and try it out? And I follow up and they're like, you know what? That actually works. I'm like, huh? Right? <laughs> right. Well, I call it the uh, right. Well, I call it the four letter word that starts with an F. Fear. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. actually, in all honesty, I kind of thrive on it. Mm-hmm. Not fear, but not being afraid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, be, it's like when when we're stagnant, it's like no, 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 complacent, no, 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 no. There's something, there's something different to this, and you, and same mindset as you. It's like we gotta mm-hmm. figure out a different way, because yeah, right. You're just gonna collect moss if it's sitting there. Yep, pretty much. Fear is a, is one is a one crutch that people hold on to. They hold on to something that doesn't even actually happen. It doesn't. It, fear is real. Don't get me wrong. Fear is very real right? Mm-hmm. But fear is identified as it being something physically in front of you that's causing you harm. Is there physically something that's causing you harm for sharing information about a patient that needs to be told? No. Is there physically something in front of you that's going to inhibit that patient from going upside your head because you've been told them and showed them a $20,000 treatment plan? No. Fear is you holding yourself back of something that's appearing real. It doesn't mean that it exists. It doesn't mean that that's actually, that's actual factual. It's something that you're just creating in your mind and you've, you've gone on this wavelength of thinking that this is what it is and you come to believe that. That's fear. And that's holding you back. I was a victim of fear. All these years of being able to do what I do now has been a stronghold for me. Like I had fear that was like entangled in my throat literally before I got got up to speak to someone because I used to deal with stuttering and mumbling before people would make fun of me and I'm like you know my thoughts are running at like a million miles per hour that's why I'm stumbling and mumbling but I'm gonna take cognizant and be more cognizant about how I communicate 
mm-hmm. and think about what I say before I say it. You know, so fear is real. It exists because of previous experiences that you've had in your subconscious that you just won't ever forget. And right. I've experienced, I've experienced it. So that's, I think what holds people back of fear to speak on that is that they think about it and they hold it back here and they don't release it and realize, okay, it's, it's not a truly fear. It's me just being stupid. And then my mindset, not letting it go. Okay. Now let's move forward. Right. <laughs> Once they get to that point and they right. realize, is this truly fear or is it just me holding myself back? Mm, it's me holding myself back. Okay. Let me move forward. Right. right, right. So that's really what it is, but it's okay. Right. People learn. And it's, a, you know, it's all part of our primitive brain. Right. I mean, we're, uh-huh. and of course our fears are different than they were from the beginning of time, but uh-huh. right. But it's that chemical reaction. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. but, and I, again, I'll be honest. It's like, I kind of get an adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, fear in a way is good for me. Oh, get this awesome, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> for right. me, when I, I, when I'm presented with challenges, I'm like, adrenaline, fear, right. rushing through my body. I'm like not anticipating. Like I do my, I told my husband that I'm like in the car before he's like, He's like, do you always prep yourself before you talk to people? I'm like, yeah, I put my gangster music on, my ice cube. Today is a good day. I listen to my gin and juice, (laughs) whatever that looks like, before (laughs) I go to these offices to change my mindset and know that, like, I'm in here. I'm in this position. I own this. I do what I need to do. And I'm a gangster. Nice. Nice. Well, tell me about (laughs) that business that you're you're, got going. Yes. So this is something that has been on my heart for such a long time, like just teaching people the wow, catering and cultivating relationships, building bridges and breaking barriers. That's my whole concept regarding it. Finding out the reason why people do certain things or don't want to move in a further direction. Second is to build up leadership and making sure that they are leading and not dictating. They're leading by example but not leading to make sure that they make somebody else an example. And then three, of course, obviously having them understand the importance of creating that wow factor for your team, yourself, and your customers that you serve or patients. So that's something that I'm pretty much trying to get together right now. And I'm collabing with some people as well to kind of build on that. And you're one of those people to try to like get my name out there more often. So I appreciate you. But that's, that's been it's been on my heart for so long and I'm just like I just gotta go for it and again fear was a thing it was a thing that held me back and um you know you you have kids and I have a life and I have the you know mortgages and things of that nature so it's like all those things kind of like I'm like you know what I'm here I've arrived well tell me (laughs) what you on that note you're the future of dentistry the future of the profession yeah, so the future is ever as ever evolving, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to evolve with it. You got to come up with the same things that they're doing right now, but do it not better, but do it smarter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, evolving with the technology, learning about new tricks and trades that you can actually establish, putting your tool belt. Um, dentistry itself has changed so much since I've been in dentistry. I've been in dentistry since I was 15. I'm 22 now. I'm just kidding. I'm 42 now. So like I've seen it from when I used to clean cuspiders out of the, the suction cups and that no longer exists in some of the offices, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those are the worst to going into offices and developing film in a dark room. And then now just like the digital age is phenomenal. And you just, you don't even need a, you don't even need a sensor to stick into the person's mouth. You just take a picture 
and call it a day with the nomad. You know, like those are things that I that I love to learn about. So watching the changes in dentistry, I love that. I love that that I'm in a in a position or a profession that's going to continue to evolve and get better and better and expand and expand and evolve and include. That's Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing too. So. Yeah, it's funny you bring up the old style films. Like I'll talk to my students about it, and they're kind of looking at me cross-eyed, like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh my gosh! My... Right? It's like I used to set aside time to clean the processors, and they're looking at me like, "What?" No, they don't even know. They don't even know. I, I when I taught, I actually had that same thing. Like the way that I taught was always like out of the box, out of the book, right? So when I communicated to my students, I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna do." We did. I taught bi- microbiology and. And they didn't believe me that everything that we touch has some form of bacteria on it. So I was like, we're going to take a field trip down the street. And we went to the restaurant that was down the way, closed the restaurant down. We had lunch, right? And then after lunch, I pulled out my bag of like these um, specimen jars, you know, and then Q-tips. And I said, everybody get a Q-tip, everybody get a Q-tip. And I said, swab one thing in this restaurant, (laughs) one thing in this restaurant, Uh right? And once they did that, we went back, we put it in an incubator, and the next day stuff was just growing all over. They're like, we just saw them clean that. I'm like, yeah, that's why I use a napkin across everything nice. while I'm picking it up, wash my hands beforehand. They were like, we were wondering why you were doing that. And I was like, I was just letting you guys do what you do best. <laughs> so for them to see that, it's like a visual. Like they, when they're in school, they see, they you know, hygiene school, dental hygiene school, dental school even, they they read and they don't associate it. They can't take it out of a book and apply it. It's really the real on tree on training on the job training mm-hmm. that occurs. Not it's great to have the book sparks. It's great to have the book. You know, obviously you have to have the education associated with it. But when it's that real world training, you get a different perspective on things. I had real world training. Like I had people that would tell me, Anjali, I am not going to pat you on your back. I'm not going to tell you that you did a good job. You're just going to do what you need to do. You're going to find out whether or not you did a good job or not. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> no, it sounds like you're an awesome instructor, which has you know, transitioned into this coaching role. Um, yeah. You know, doing, like you're saying, those those visuals, because most of us are hands-on learners, kinetic learners, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, I've had some moments with my students who are like, what? It's like, yeah, you're surrounded by this stuff daily. <laughs> So it's our yeah. job to make sure our pa- patients aren't getting exposed. One hundred percent, absolutely. Right. Yep. So, yeah, and and you're talking about digital and and the new mm-hmm. um, what's coming out with that. It just I love learning that stuff too. It's like man, just back in the day when we were holding up films, right, looking at them. <laughs> it's like, look, kids. Now we can zoom in. We can. I know. Now they have no. Even now, there's this company that's coming out, and I can't reveal the name, but they have like this AI, this artificial intelligence that actually, when you take an x-ray, it will, oh, this makes me so happy when I know that we're about to use this. They have this, the artificial intelligence that can detect if there is bone loss, how the perichardinate would be helpful to be added. The um crowns are treatment plans i mean they treat implant it treatment plans crowns and treatment plans fillings the surface level the filling i mean like this thing is wow. like i'm like i am so excited to use it and they're like we're not gonna use it yet because it has a, it's just in prototype i'm like 
even I didn't know about that. We'll have to talk about more about that. Oh my goodness. Wow. I'm so excited for this to come, but I can't reveal the name of it because it's in prototype right now. But it's amazing because I'm actually on the I'm involved with that, like that process of and going through like can not clinical studies, but like a pilot for it. And it's phenomenal to see that perioproteins portion of it and being able to have the voice perio associated with it. And then it learns your your ways and how you communicate and how you talk. I'm like, man, I wish I had this when I was full-time hygienist. Right. <laughs> it's so much easier. These newbies got all this new stuff happening right now that it's like, how can I not, how can I not have, have had that part of that? But that's okay. I'm getting it on the tail end. We got, we got the experience of learning the real, real tea, the old school way. So mm-hmm. that's fine. I'll take it any day. Right. And you got the end. So yeah. Yeah. We know the real tea when it comes to the background. Right. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks for being on today. Tell everybody, the the audience, where they can find you. Yes. Well, always you can get in contact with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm under Anjali Figueroa, but I can be found on BeFierce.com. And you can always reach out to me anytime. You have me actually on her website. I have all that information. I'm pretty sure she's going to load that up for me. So you can access it there. You can probably do some Googling before you find me because I'm pretty sure you're going to do that. But we'll always love to connect. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on the show. I couldn't wait to have you on the show. Love your energy all the time. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, one more thing. I got to add this up. Smile makers. So have you worked with Smile Makers, the toys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So they're a sponsor of ours. And so I just want to give a shout out to Smile Makers. And if they want any, any office out there wants to connect and get a discount, use DAP20 and you can get a special deal on your Smile Makers toys. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dental Elements Podcast. To find out more information about today's guests and to sign up for the fabulous giveaways in the after party, head on over to rootyouon.com, R-O-O-T-U-O-N.com, and there you will find all of the information about everything and some videos and some tricks and tips and some giveaways. So be sure to check it out at rootyouon.com or you can go to dentalelements.com. It doesn't matter. We just try to keep it in one spot. So cheers to you.